Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio. Presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's home for every game of Chicago Cubs baseball. It's got a chance. Cubs win. And Chicago Bulls basketball. Sports Radio 670 The Score, WSCR and HD Chicago, WBMX HD2 Chicago, and Odyssey Station. The Score! And now it's time for Score Overnights with Mark Grody. As I welcome you in to Score Overnights, I am Mark Grody. And I will be with you, mark it down, for the next three nights. Because I know that when I'm not on, I, you guys and gals are wondering where the heck I am. And when's, when's score overnight? When's it happening? So that's the way it's going down this week. And then on Saturday, I'm getting inducted to the Illinois State University Hall of Fame. It's starting to like sink it. Like I got here. Here's the way this thing has gone down for me. Going into the uh, Illinois State Broadcast Hall of Fame. I, when... I was told I was going in. Of course, I the the first two people I wanted to tell were my parents because, you know, they paid for five years of school for me, and I only got a four-year degree. So you know what I'm saying? Like that, I was very one of those lucky kids whose parents paid for their kids in full to go to college. I learned of this news, told my parents. They were exhilarated. They were thrilled, especially my mom. I think she about came to tears. Probably because if they, they finally felt that their money had paid off. That, you know, <laughs> yeah, your little sports radio career, that's fine. But what about the school? I think that the, what I will say, because this is honestly what happened, was I received a call from my professor, who is still there. She sent me a Facebook text message saying, hey, Mark Grody, how are you? It's been a while. Can you give me a call? Here's my number. And honestly, the first thing I thought was, uh-oh. This is my nightmare! So I, I thought for sure she was going to say something like, you know, look, I'm not going to tell anybody, but you still got six hours of classes to do, and you could do them down here at ISU if you'd like. But no, no. She invited me into the, the broadcast hall of fame. <laughs> And, quite, uh, quite a difference there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You switch the samples. Part of it is the. I mean, this is only the second time that Illinois State has done a Hall of Fame, and they're they're planning to do it every five years. The it's really for them because sure. they get the publicity out of it, mm-hmm. and they get a little bit of attention with people that, as they said, have had a strong career trajectory. I think because I had asked, I was like, "What? What are we doing this for?" <laughs> yeah. And they said, "Well, we, we followed your career, and it's been a very impressive career trajectory." So 
We did, I like the way they put that. Well, that's though. a nice trajectory. Trajectory. Congrats on your career trajectory, yeah, my Mark. trajectory has been great. You know who I am? No, I, I can't say that I do. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Really? People know me. Well, I'm very happy for you. I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> so much for that. And this is Score Overnight. God, there's some things. We all have that list of things that are laugh-out-loud funny. Every single time you hear it, like, it never gets old. And Will Ferrell is one of those for me and Anchorman and that particular sequence right there where he is trying to convince Veronica that he is a big deal and he's going to great lengths to do it. So it's just wonderful. I'll have to put together that full. We'll we'll do, instead of baseball picks, we'll do laugh out loud moments tomorrow on Score Overnight. Welcome in to the show on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. I am Mark Grody, and I am open. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. That is also the number on which to text if you would like. 312-644-6767 to get in here on Score Overnight. I get to be here until 5 a.m. this morning, so another hour or so. And then it will be the Molly and Haw Show from 5 a.m. until 9 a.m. They will have the 5 at 5 at 520. The pick six is coming your way at 6. 20 at 642 they are going live to the masters with mark canazero of the new york post 722 talking bulls with casey johnson of nbc sports chicago 742 joe o and the boys will gamble together joe ostrowski also at 843 chris chelios talking about the blackhawks and 843 it's all coming up on the mullion haw show tonight the bulls last night it looked like a bulls bucks game the Bucks blew out the Bulls, 127 to 106. There was the good and the bad of the night. The bad, the Bulls did not look competitive against the Bucks for the most part last night. They had their moments, but it never felt close, even though it started to get a little bit kind of close. It really never was last night. However, in the midst of it, the midst of that game, literally, the Bulls clinched a playoff berth because Orlando beat Cleveland. So the Bulls are going to the playoffs for the first time in in five years. 2016-2017 season was the last time the Bulls had been in the playoffs, and that was the Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade, Rajon Rondo triumvirate. And a very forget as big as those names are. That was a very forgettable season. Like I, I like I skip when I think about Bulls playoff teams. Like I kind of forget about that. I sort of forget because the other eras were were louder. Like this one is obviously just because of the relativity factor. The the Derrick Rose Bulls that went to the Eastern Conference Finals and were batted down by LeBron James. That's very memorable. And quite frankly. Even the the Scott Skiles playoff teams, the Lou Aldang, Ben Gordon, Andres Nocioni, Chris Duhon, fill in the blank, those teams even like 
felt more significant even or memorable than the 2016-2017 season, ironically, because you had superstars with Butler and Wade and, you know, Rondo. No, he's a superstar. But you know what I mean? Like, and it, like the reason that it was a big deal then, the Scott Skiles Bulls, were because the Bulls had just absolutely bottomed out. I mean, they were just atrocious when prior to that so their their order had been restored but pulling it back to this year in 2022 and the bulls are back in and it has made me reflect and try to appreciate even though the disappointment has been big over the last couple of months for the bulls that that it's always that point where when a team clinches you have to stop and salute and say hey that's awesome the the bulls are in the playoffs right now they are the sixth seed a full game behind Toronto right now. Cleveland has dropped way off. They're in play-in territory. They are nine games back, so forget about it. By the way, Lakers going down, 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 out of the playoffs, completely, completely out of the playoffs. But Down, 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 Lakers going down. There it is. The question came up, or the statement came up, during the Bulls broadcast tonight, and Stacey King said, you got to trust the front office. And I said, huh, do I trust the Bulls front office? Do I trust Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley, even though I am disappointed with this season, the way it has turned out? I do trust those guys. I do. Because they they have, clearly they have a vision. Their vision started last year with Nikola Vucevic. And then they did some things that were not, necessarily predictable heading into this season. People did not think that they were going to sign DeMar DeRozan, nor did a lot of people like the signing of DeMar DeRozan, but they were able to look at it and say, yeah, they identified DeMar DeRozan as somebody who would work, and my God, were they right. DeMar DeRozan 40 points last night, by the way. Um, To restore order to the point guard position until injury was immaculate when you think about it. With Lonzo Ball, coming here this year and we've been crying for a point guard for the last few years and you know once Kobe White failed at being a point guard it Lonzo Ball restored order now the the left knee thing is a nightmare and by the way there was another setback yesterday Lonzo Ball they're going to meet in a couple days it sounds like the, the shutdown is coming that Lonzo Ball is going to be out for the rest of the year but that was a great signing Alex Caruso worked out until he was injured and obviously injuries especially that one out of the control of the GM. He he has shown that he knows how to put a team together. He knows what he is doing. Has he completed the project? Hell no. And I was disappointed at the All-Star break that he didn't do anything to beef up the team beyond Tristan Thompson. And Thompson is one of those guys who's just like, eh, you know, I mean, sometimes he's present, sometimes he's not. Sometimes he makes a, a put-back basket that you're like, Grr! sometimes it's like, oh, my God, please don't let this guy go to the free throw. I'm like, oh, he missed again by a lot. So, you know, not, nothing to really fortify the team. That disappointed me. It's really the only thing in the his rule that I haven't liked. But I do trust him. I do trust this front office. And I don't, you know, right now it doesn't even look good to, for the Bulls to win a playoff series this year. But going forward, absolutely, I I do trust these guys. They have shown some vision with this team. And 
you know, the, the pieces fit, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing what he does. So I would ask you that question, too. Do you trust this Bulls front office? 312-644-6767. All sorts of things to get into with the Bulls, and we will do that. But checking the phones, and hey, it's Frank on I-80. Hi, Frank. You're on the score. What's up, buddy? Hey, Mark. How you doing? Good, Frank. What's up, bud? Mark, did I hear it for sure that you're going to be here tomorrow and Friday? Well, I'll be here tomorrow. Friday, I can't give you. I can't give you Friday. I have to start prepping for my big weekend in Bloomington Normal, Illinois this weekend. So, yeah, I'm sorry, Frank. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, at least we'll get you one day. That's good. <laughs> Plus, but check this out, Frank. Um, we also now are officially podcasting the Overnight Show. So parts that you miss, and I'm assuming you can't listen to all five hours of the show, so you can definitely, like, download it and listen to it, like, if you need a little localness in your overnight, stuff that you missed. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. Uh, now, go, go back to the Bulls. You said about the front office. Yes. I, um, I'm really behind them. I think they're doing a good job. It's a shame about Alonzo Ball. You know, I mean... That's a pretty bad uh, injury. Uh, you don't think the Bulls were hiding anything, do you, or no? Mm. It, 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 honestly, the thought has not crossed my mind that they're hiding something, but is that out of the realm of possibility? Of course not. I mean, they kept on saying he was coming back, he's coming back seven more days, seven more days. It never came back. Well, they didn't say he was coming back. They said that he was starting workouts, and Workout. it was like start and stop. And they, they've been pretty honest about the setbacks. I mean, they said there was another setback yesterday. So I think that they are – look, don't ever put it past the team to, to fib on an injury, especially in the sport that I cover in football. But in this case, I mean, I don't think we know everything, but I don't think that they're lying about anything either. I'm going to tell you something, Mark, before I go. Okay. If I were the Bulls and if they played Milwaukee, I'd take Grayson Allen. I, and I, I can't even say on the air what i do to him because he needs his ass kicked. <laughs> well, did you see the game last night, Frank? Uh, Vucevic yeah, got I him. Thought. Okay. Yeah, they did. But I wish Vucicic. they would have got him and pulled him down to the ground and just nailed him because he's just a smart aleck. Well, they, you know, you got to stay within the confines of the rule book. This is no time for lengthy susp- uh, suspensions for any of the Bulls players. So we don't want to, we don't want to inflict serious pain. There was a, there was a, a little bit of a hammer sent by Nikola Vucevic last night on Grayson Allen. So that that was really good to see. Unfortunately, and thanks for the call, Frank. I appreciate it. Try to, we'll get you. We'll, I'll have Sean send you all the podcasts. Um, Grace, I heard it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I'm going to need to hear that again. So last night, after the, the, there was a little bit of confusion over whether Nikola Vucevic would be booted from the game last night based on the foul that the hammer that he put on Grayson Allen trying to drive down the lane. And, uh, Sean, if you don't mind, I want to let's hear the, the full highlight of Chuck and Bill on the score calling it. What, what I want people to listen to is, and people have just butchered Nikola Vucevic's name since he got here, and I'm sure that it's happened everywhere he's ever been in his life. And it's not that hard of a name after a while, so it kind of drives me crazy. But 
Um, the the referee gave us a new version of Vucevic's name. So just listen for that. Listen for that. Here we go. Drew Holiday leaves it for Grayson Allen. Turns to the left. Oh, and he is sent to the floor. Oh, hold on, hold on. Foul. And oh, oh my he, goodness. He did, did he just get tossed? Wow. Grayson Allen was going to the deck, and Vooch sent him to the floor. And Vooch, whoa, whoa, whoa. has he been ejected? I don't know. I think he has. James Capers threw him out. That, see, that's wrong. Okay, let's go to Jim Capers. We have an offensive foul on Lopez and a dead ball technical foul on Bulacek. We shoot one for the technical. Chicago will get the ball out of bounds. That's it. Ooh. Okay. Nothing. Just a technical foul. All right. Well. <laughs> Vucicic? What was it? Well, what did he say? That was. Vuda, oh yeah. See, I can't even mess it up properly. Foul on chick We got a foul on chick What if they're all looking at who? What? Foul on Vudacic. Vuda what? Oh my God! Sounds like a Ja Rule song. Vuda what? Vuda this? Vuda chick Vuda who? Vuda what? Oh my God! Wow, just unbelievable. But but I let me just be very clear here. Who are you I talking about? I, I give the ref a pass. Was that Grobber? Who are you talking about? Who's that? Yeah, it's Les. Is it really? That doesn't sound like Les. Who are you talking about? Okay, yeah, it's definitely Grobber. But Vudicic, that is that is just absolutely deluxe. From the 773, text lines open, 312-644-6767. Groats. So I heard you tell Frank that you guys are now uh, started podcasting overnights. So that means audio from March 30th is unavailable forever. Patrick from Gage Park. Uh, I don't know. Sean, you would be probably better off answering that question than I. I like I probably have the audio from from the thirtieth. Um, okay. I I don't know if there's. I mean, I didn't podcast it. I don't think we didn't. Start can you officially mail podcasting. that? Can you mail that to uh, Patrick from Gage Park? Yeah, no problem. I'll make sure Just to get a reel to reel copy of that. <laughs> we'll mail that out. Get it sent yeah. out. Yeah, get it out there ASAP. But no, we are podcasting the overnights, so that's that's a cool thing that's going on here at Chicago Sports Radio six seventy the score. But the Bulls, they are still up to their old tricks. They are now Owen four against Milwaukee this year. They are Owen eighteen versus the top three in the conference and you know what, I'll take it one step further because this actually has a, a somewhat nice ending. They are one in nineteen, the Bulls, against the top four in the Eastern Conference. They're one win against the team they'll probably play in the first round, and that's the Boston Celtics. So there is that. And that's also the team that the Bulls will play tonight, right here on the score. The Bulls and the Celtics tonight at six forty five. So back to backs. We'll see if Zach Levine is back. He did not play rested the knee, and I had been surmising earlier that maybe with the back-to-backs, they decided to choose one game. And they have not shown any ability to beat the Bucks with Zach Levine in the lineup. And if Boston is to be the team that they play in the first round, you choose that game. And you, you go full force with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and the rest of the guys. And, you know, so that that's just my theory 
on what's going on, unless they're shutting him down. I mean, that's also possible that they are shutting Zach Levine down for the rest of the regular season. They are where they are. They've clinched at least the sixth spot, a top six spot. That's what you want to be. And we'll see if they try to get Levine back involved. Patrick Williams had a nice game last night. That was really good to see. Um, 18 points, six rebounds, seven of nine from the field, two of four from three. And he just looked confident. He looked very confident in, in his shots and getting his spots on the field. He had one ferocious put-back dunk with a left hand, too. Like, that that he's always been good at. It's just getting his shot, and his shot was smooth last night. Nikola Vucevic's, Vucevic, he was not good last night. Seven points, three of 19, but guess what? He gets a pass because of the flagrant foul on Grayson Allen. That was, I think that's at some point in time at the United Center last night, that's probably what those Bulls fans needed. And Brooke Lopez scored, outscored everybody last Career high, or excuse me, season high, 28. Middleton had 18. Giannis Antetokounmpo had 18. We'll get more into the Bulls. We'll hear from Billy Donovan and possibly from DeMar DeRozan as well. I do want to talk about Tiger Woods, too, because of the amazing feat that he may be taking on at the Masters starting tomorrow. I'm Mark Grody. Score overnight on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's sports station. You've said countless times throughout your career that you don't enter a golf tournament unless you think that you can win it. Mm -hmm. So the question is simple. Do you think you can win the Masters this week? I do. And what have you seen in your preparation that leads you to believe that? Well, I can I can hit it just fine, and I, I I don't have any qualms about what I can do physically from a golf standpoint. It's now walking is the hard part. You know, this is normally not a easy walk to begin with. Now, given the, the conditions that you know my leg is in, it gets a little bit more more difficult. And you know that uh, you know seventy two holes is uh, is a long road, and it's going to be a, a tough challenge and a challenge that I'm I'm up for. about you when we started hearing the possibility of tiger woods playing in the masters i was like huh what no really but it's very possible that tiger woods will be playing in the masters welcome back into score overnight on chicago sports radio 670 the score i'm mark grody delighted to have you with us Molly and Hawk coming up from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. They are jam-packed as always. At 5.20, the 5 at 5, they'll have the pick six at 6.20 where they go back and forth on the hot topics of the day. At 6.42, speaking of the Masters, they says here they're going live to the Masters with Mark Canizaro maybe checking on Tiger in his practice round, which will happen today. And uh, 722, more on the Bulls with Casey Johnson of NBC Sports Chicago. Joe Ostrowski at 742 to talk gambling. And 843, Chris Chelios talking Chicago Blackhawks with Mullion Hall coming up from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. Yeah, Tiger Woods is expected to play nine practice holes today before making the final decision of whether or not he will play in the Masters starting on Thursday. And it sounds to me, just based on everything he said yesterday, you heard a little clip right there, that unless something like really awful happens in terms of the way he feels when he wakes up today or something happens where he pulls something on the course, then he's playing. He's playing, which is just unbelievable to me when you think about how horrible that accident that he had seemed. I mean, back in February of 2021, crashes his SUV on the the suburban coastal road in L.A. down the side of a hill. 
So even if the in, the actual crash doesn't sound devastating, he almost lost his leg. He almost had to have his leg amputated. He, he almost died. Okay, and like so, so to think about this, that his leg gets to a point where it's near amputation. Has he called Alex Smith, by the way? It's near amputation, and now he's talking about about a year later, but playing in the Masters, and that he's fine. You heard him. I'm hitting the ball fine. So, and it's exactly what everybody wants. What everybody wants. There was a time when Tiger Woods had detractors, and I'm sure he still does. But for the most part, because he's older and he is he is proven to be human. Like I think the people that didn't like him even like him now, and I'm talking about players on the tour too. Like every one of those guys now, they're in that position where they just look up to him. When Tiger first started, there was some resentment, I think, you know, from his peers and from there probably weren't a lot of peers considering how young he was at 19. But it always felt like there was this this air of Tiger where yeah, fans loved him, but I think players on the course were like you know what the hell is this but now it's like he has universal love like he is he's gotten to that point he has earned that you know what it's like it's like muhammad ali when you know muhammad ali was a controversial figure as you know you know when he became muhammad ali and the cassius clay days and then and then it got to a point where he was just universally loved and still is like the most popular sports figure of all time, probably Muhammad Ali, to where everybody he won everybody over eventually. Well, not everybody, but you know what I mean. And I think Tiger Woods is now in that category now where everybody wants to see this guy. They want to see the drama. They want to see the spectacle. It's a spectacle with Tiger Woods out there. And people miss it, too. They miss because golf has never been as good as it has been with Tiger Woods in it. Never. So it, it's people want that. They want that drama. They want to feel that, see that, all of that. And that's what Tiger Woods brings to the course. And even if it's just him playing one round and then he can't go any further, like that will be the story of, of the Masters. And it's really just immaculate what he's overcome. And I, I say this too. That there, there, uh, it does feel like sometimes we 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 don't even know the half of it. What's going on in Tiger Woods' life? And we probably don't. You know, there there was a horrible part in his life where he did some really stupid things, and he went to sex addiction counseling, and you know that that was a disaster for him. And you know, like he's like a childhood star. That's what he was. Like think about kids that are in movies and television shows they don't turn out that well a lot of times sometimes they don't live you know tiger woods is like that he was like a child star and you know walking around with a with four pockets full of cash everywhere he went from about 18 on and he was a star before that he was made to be what he is and the fact that he's gotten as far as he has sometimes maybe we need to reflect upon and give him credit for considering and i know like how do you have sympathy for a guy who's got millions like we'd all like to try it. i'd like to sample that i'd like to take my i'd like to roll the dice with tiger woods's life but he's had to manage a lot and i bet we don't even know the half of it Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven is the number get back to the bulls in a second but right now to your calls and it's adam in lake villa hi adam you're on the score 
Hey, good morning, Mark. Mark Green and cats and dogs out here. Uh, several streets flooded in the northern Lake County. If you could oh, uh, tell okay. your lis- listeners to be careful you just driving. Told them. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate that. Yeah, we've had a few people texting in the region saying that it is the rain has been coming down. So wherever you are, be careful. And feel free to text us, too, at 312-644-6767 if you want to report your weather situation happening right now. But what you got on your mind, Adam? Okay, uh, before I get to my um, American League uh, MLB picks, Mark, uh, the Bulls, um, I like Vukovic's chop on uh, Grace Nellen, a little payback. Oh, and yeah. that, uh, spin mo- that spin move by DeRozan, he looked like Adrian Dantley down low. Uh, oh, probably a little too young to remember him. but no, I remember yeah, Adrian Dantley. I remember him with the Pistons, uh, right? Right, right. Uh, what a great uh, inside uh, moves he had and post moves. But, yeah, DeRozan, great post move. Uh, but, Mark, I got one word that summarizes the uh, Bulls uh, – I think you said they were like one and sixteen against the the top teams in the East. Uh, one word I could think of is yikes. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty good word. Yeah. How about, how about how about how about one and nineteen against the top four teams in the East with the one win coming against Boston, Adam? Sorry, that didn't make you feel any better, did it? Well, uh, no, that didn't. <laughs> hey, Adam, Adam, um, Adam, check me out. Yikes. Yikes. Yes. <laughs> yikes. Double yeah. yikes. Yes. Uh, Mark, I, swear, uh, I got yesterday. I gave you my na- National League picks. Today, I give you my American League picks. Yes. Um, uh, in the uh, uh, West, Joe Madden with, with, a, with a surprise, uh, you know, comes out, has the Angels come out on top. Uh, they're going to win the West. And uh, uh, the uh, Central is going to be the White Sox. And uh, in the East is going to be the Blue Jays. And I got two wild card teams also coming out of the East. I got Boston and um, – Oh, who's the other thing? Not, not New York. Uh, Tampa. Boston and Tampa yeah. are going to be the okay. two, two wild card teams, and uh, the other and um, the other wild card team in the West is going to be the Astros. And then I got uh, my uh, AL Cy, Cy Young and AL uh, MVP Carlos Correa, Minnesota Twins is going to be AL MVP. I have a feeling he's going to torture Sox pitching in the. Oh, in the boy. I hate that he's in. I hate that he's in the division, and we got to face him 16 games now. The Sox, um, and th- my uh, this kind of surprise pick too for American League Cy Young because he's coming off of a Tommy John surgery. But I saw him in spring training, Mark, throwing pretty good. He was back up to like 96, 97 again, and that's two- former two-time Cy Young Award winner Justin Verlander. Oh, I interesting. Think, uh, okay. Yeah, I think he's going to be not only a Cy Young, but maybe like comeback player of the year. Uh, the guy, the guy, remember the, how, how he used to how he used to dominate the White Sox, Mark? Oh yeah, yeah. Man, I, I mean, he just killed when he was with Detroit. I mean, the White oh Sox just couldn't touch that I remember, guy. I, I remember when he was a, a rookie, and he maybe faced the Sox once, and Ozzie Guillen was there, and I was covering that game, and and Verlander was coming towards the White Sox dugout, and Ozzie was doing his scrum with all of us, and he looked at Verlander and goes, oh, Verlander, you think it's such a big deal? Like, But he was busting his chops. <laughs> and, and Verlander and Verlander just had this huge smile on his face, just this massive oh, that smile. Is great. And he did torture oh, the White Sox. classic Ozzie. Yeah. yeah, oh, Verlander, you think you're so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you do a great Ozzie imitation, Mark. Thank uh, you, man. Ozzie's the best. encourage me. <laughs> okay thanks a lot mark appreciate, appreciate right, it. keep listening thanks for the picks man i appreciate it yeah, we did our uh, baseball picks earlier mine really quickly um nl playoffs i have the the braves cardinals dodgers san francisco padres and phillies wait a minute one two three four yeah that's six braves cardinals dodgers san francisco padres and phillies 
going in the, the National League. I have, remember, it's extended this year to 12 teams. American League, I have the Rays, the White Sox, the Astros, the Jays, the Red Sox, and the Yankees in the World Series. I have the Dodgers beating the Blue Jays, uh, MVP um, this year. I have in the American League, Vladimir Guerrero. And in the National League, I am going Freddie Freeman of the Dodgers. Last year, it was uh, Bryce Harper and Shohei Otane. So, you know, and that helped. They, the, with, they, with the protection in that Philadelphia Phillies lineup, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if there was a team that came out or a player from the Phillies could easily get MVP. And that includes oh, yeah. Kyle Schwarber. Doesn't that include Schwarber? Wouldn't Schwarber you? for sure. Schwarber, Cassianos, probably Bryce Harper. You know, you can name all those guys, I guess. If if I had to pick who's going to be MVP from that team, it'd probably be Bryce Harper. But I mean, Schwarber, it, he, do you see the home run he hit a couple days ago for the Phillies? No, I did Absolute not. tank. That guy. <laughs> the, his those, home runs are all His no home runs, us. just like, there's never been a guy I've seen just no. annihilate baseball. No, like you're right. Schwarber. I mean, like, like because we could play that game with all the Cubs home run hitters, with, oh my God. with Bryant and Baez and Rizzo. Yeah. And the Schwarbers were the, the most explosive home runs of any of those guys. It wasn't by like, oh, yeah. like miles, but it definitely was Schwarber. Like he definitely just, had the most, no doubt, home runs for sure. Oh my God. Like, and, and I talked to you about this. So I think I, my favorite Schwarber moment ever, I think was um, that like, and I understand like everything has to be the World Series, but my favorite Schwarber moment was the one game wild card when he steps up there and I guess it was would have been against Garrett Cole and just annihilated oh, yeah. the baseball. And did the, the Pirates never hopes back. and dreams and told everyone, you know, that, that it doesn't matter either way you're gonna lose or that was Jake, that was I it. Guess, but yeah. That was it. That was it. And it and it wasn't even a big deficit at the time. But that with Jake Arietta on the mound, like you just said, and I think was it Dexter Fowler who also homered in the game, or at least had a Fowler, big... Fowler hit a... I don't know if he hit a leadoff home run, but uh, I know he did, obviously, in Game 7, but I know he scored quickly. They were up one nothing, yeah. and then someone was... I think Fowler was on base for Schwarber's home run. Yeah, right? he had a big game, though. Yeah. Uh, Fowler did, one way or the other. But the Schwarber... And there was a lot memorable from that game, but the Schwarber home run, that was the bleep. That that was <sighs> it. Yeah. And the, and the way... Like I said, when I need like a sports boost, I go to either Kyle Schwarber crashing that baseball and the just the way he immediately kind of puts his bat down. Like that ball's gone. Oh, Good yeah. night. Good night, Pirates. Good night. See you it later. was over. It was on to the Cardinals after that. And everybody knew it. Everybody in that ballpark knew it. Like it went from being raucous at PNC Park. I mean, it is a loud ballpark when filled. The acoustics are good. It's a pristine park. And that place was jacked up. But when he hit that home run, the life never came back to it. And then quickly, the other thing that I might go to, well, I have a couple other go-tos. The, the Derrick Rose dunk on um, Dragic. And then one of Jonathan Taves' first goals in Colorado where the visiting announcers are just astounded, where they're like, oh, my God, did you see what that kid did? Like, it sounded like they were the, the Blackhawks announcers. They're like, this kid is 19 years old. Did you see it was like this beautiful dancing move to the to the net? Like, just YouTube, 
Jonathan Taves' goal at Colorado, and you will get goosebumps. I promise you. I promise you that. Right now I have to take a break. 312-644-6767. We have time for you before Molly and Haw on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's sports station. And this game is over as the Milwaukee Bucks sweep the season series and with a 127-106 victory over the Bulls, now having won 16 of the last 17 games. And the Bulls make the playoffs. That's the good news. But they slip to the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. Always an honor to be able to get in and playoffs. You know, like you said, you know, the franchise haven't been here five years. You know, so for us to make the jump that we made to be in a position to be able to compete in the playoffs is definitely great. Give us a opportunity to further our season and play for something bigger. It's my song. Real hero. It's another song you should look up. Just, just, just gorgeous. But that was DeMar DeRozan talking about the Bulls, a lose-win night for the Bulls. It's the way it felt. They were blown out by the Milwaukee Bucks last night, 127-106. But... The Bulls do clinch their first playoff berth since 2017 because Orlando cooperated, or did Cleveland cooperate? Orlando beat Cleveland, and so the Bulls found out during the game that that they are in. And so for the Bulls, three games to go, and it is on to the postseason. Bulls host Boston tonight, 645, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. They will then entertain Charlotte on Friday, and then they will visit Minnesota on Sunday, and then the season is over for the Chicago Bulls. The regular season, it is on to the postseason, and and who knows what is going to happen. I just think that obviously the Bulls now know. Whatever happens, they know that there's work to be done, and it was Billy Donovan who said it after the Miami loss that they are not there yet, that they are not as good as that team. And I think that that could be associated with the Bucks as well. They are not as good as Milwaukee. They are not a team that is capable of beating Philadelphia and Joel Embiid. They're, so right there, you got three teams in the conference that are going to be around for a while that you don't match up well with. So there is work that has to be done during the offseason. And who knows? There could be another big move coming. And we talked about this a little bit earlier. It feels like there are guys that you wouldn't touch, like in terms of trading. But really, are there? I mean, do we? as much as we kind of know about Arturis Karnaschovas, we know that he knows how to put together a team, a winning team. But I, I, I'm not going to try to predict what he's going to do next year and Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and Vucevic. Is he sticking around for the final year of his contract? You know, it's like, who knows? But that, but what I know, what I know is that in this offseason, one way or the other, they have to get better at matching up with some of the, the right now, the better teams that exist in the Eastern Conference. 312-644-6767. Lou in Rockford. Hey, Lou. Good morning, and how are you today? Great, Lou. How are you, buddy? Good. I want to talk about Tiger, and you're, uh, I, and I'm 80, so words don't come out as good as they used to. But okay. you're talking about everybody, including the tour, is behind Tiger. Well, yeah. 
Yesterday, I was listening to an interview with the number one golfer in the world who wasn't too excited about Tiger's attitude, okay? And I can't think of his name. But Hmm. going back to Tiger's first year, we had a big day for him. We had him in town here in Rockford. We had a banquet going on that evening for him. And he was out here during the the afternoon for whatever. And all of a sudden, about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, he decides he's not going to go to the banquet that night. Okay. And so Mayor Box, who was a black mayor, uh, called Michael Jordan in Chicago, and Michael called uh, Tiger and told me he better get his act together. What? He's not going to have very many fans. Wait a minute. Now you're saying, what you're saying is that everybody now loves him. Well, they don't. And, and, and for you to say that, I think you're misrepresenting the, the, the truth. And he's pulled, he's, he got caught on television with film that he cheated one during one tournament. Huh? The guy who's uh, the curly-haired guy on the golf channel who used to be very critical of him, the now he's changed, guy. and I think that's got something to do with the, um, um, the, the fans or the program people. So uh, I, I just, uh, it really upsets me that you're painting such a pretty picture when in reality he hasn't. And here he is, the guy, he... he Whatever to his wife and children, and went and and, and went out with prostitutes. Uh, you know the man is. Uh, oh, there's some there were some bad things. I, hey, I mentioned all that, Lou. There were some bad things that that he did, and I even said that. Who know? We don't even know the half of it, probably. But I, I hate to tell you, Lou. I think you're wrong. I think that there's a minority, and and you are in it. And there are there. Of course, there are people that still don't like Tiger Woods. But dude, he had like a herd of people watching him practice yesterday. He's going to practice again today. He's going to do nine holes, Lou, and he's going to have the biggest gallery of anybody. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure he will. But okay. Well, then, then he's popular. I mean, he's more popular than ever. I mean, how well, do you explain he's popular. that? Popular. And, and and even now he's popular with with some of the some of the golfers, but yeah. let's not, let's not make this guy make him out to be some kind of a a oh. savior. Oh, he's when far in reality, from an, he's, he's far back. from a he's far from an angel. He's far from look. He's a, he is he is like in sports terms though, Lou. He I, I don't savior is a hard word, but people love the the dramatic. They love sure. the spectacle that is Tiger Woods, and they and, sure. and because of that, and you know how this is, Lou. I mean, like when guys that have like players get older and they mature a little bit, people kind of come to their side. And I don't think everybody has, but I think a lot, a lot of the people that didn't like him before, are like you know what, he's humanized all of a sudden. And whether that's right or wrong, Lou, you know. And I'm sorry okay. about the whole Jordan had to call Tiger Woods thing and the the curly haired fellow and the one arm guy and all that kind of stuff, but. You know, it, it happened. So, okay. Well, then let's go back to just yesterday's interview with this guy who wasn't too excited about Tiger's attitude. But was it, by the way, was it Scotty Scheffler? No, this guy is just number one golfer. He's from um, he's from Ireland, or he's uh, from a, a, a different country. Are you talking about Rory McIlroy? No, not Rory. Yeah, because I'm I, looking at the, the rankings, and I realize my golf my golf game is way off because I did, it says. Official golf world rankings. You have Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm. No, I'm not. partner. I'm, was, I'm talking. About, was it Colin Morikawa? Yeah. Was it Colin Morikawa? No. Was it Patrick? This guy was. Uh, he's he's from he's from Ireland or. Oh, okay, okay. Was it? Oh, let's see here. I'm I'm just going through the list. Was it 
um, McPherson, McLowry? No. He just had a baby. Okay. Um, I wish I could. Mick, yeah, it's a Mick McGriffick. Oh, with a Mick McGriffick. Yes. No. Okay. Um, all I right, apologize. We'll, I just, okay, uh, that's okay. I tried. I tried to give you. But what was he? What was he saying, Patrick? Well, he was saying what? What? Uh, you know, as far as him being to help the individual golfer and the the, the Thomas guy who's in love with Tiger. I mean, they're good, but I, I got nothing wrong with that. Okay, yeah. but when they when they had the interview just year, yesterday with this guy, and they were talking about Tiger, and he says, yeah, well, let me tell you something. He says, I asked Tiger a few questions about when I was first starting to play in the Masters, and he uh, didn't, He said he wouldn't he wouldn't help me, and here he is. Everybody thinks he's such a – and I'm I'm using the wrong words, okay, but – this guy wasn't too happy with Tiger Woods and his attitude. I got you. Look, I, I bet, yeah, yeah, Lou, you're probably right. There's probably a lot of people that we don't even know that don't like Tiger Woods. That That is possible. But I do think that he is more likable now than he was when he was dominating the course. And there were people that just, you know, like he, he was an interruption to the golf world. I mean, here, here comes this whiz kid who lived up to every ounce of his hype and so so i'm not saying that there are people that don't like him it just unfortunately and lou i got no problem like i have no problem whatsoever with you disliking tiger woods i'm not here like my goal was not to sit here and defend him and maybe he's even a bad guy i don't know i don't know i'm just saying that his in terms of the the desire for the dramatics and the theater that is tiger woods People right now have a voracious appetite for Tiger Woods, like, and uh, and just just because I think that especially based on the, the near death accident, the near amputation, so there's just a lot that goes into this version of of Tiger Woods. It's like the third different version of Tiger. So, and I am anxious, just like everybody else, to find out what what that is all about. We don't know. I don't know. But I'm interested, and I, I am. I will raise my hand. I'm doing it right now. I'm raising my hand. I want to. I can't wait to see it. I hope that he does pass his his own test in his nine holes of golf today, and I hope that he gets out there and he is involved in the Masters. But appreciate the call, Lou. And I totally like. I don't. I don't want you to think that you can't hate Tiger. It's just. It's just that he's popular. And, and and you gotta face that. That much you gotta face. It's been a fun show. This has been a blast here. I'm gonna be back tomorrow night or later tonight or tomorrow or whatever. I still don't know how to say that. I'll be back at midnight on the score to again perform score overnight. Mullen Hawk are coming up next from five to nine. Five at five, pick six. Live at the Masters, Casey Johnson on the Bulls, Joe O gambling, Chris Chelios on the Blackhawks, all coming up on the Molly and Haw Show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. If you want to hop on Twitter with me, you can, at Mark Grody Sports. We can hang out there. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget, we are officially podcasting Score Overnight. So if you missed any of this, you want to go back and listen to it, it is, it is going to be up and running. Thanks to our producer, Sean Sears, doing a great job tonight as well. I'm Mark Grody. Have a great day. Molly and Haw are next on The Score.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 